0: Welcome to the Wake Up with Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and I'm excited to bring you interviews with empowered entrepreneurs who build their businesses on gratitude, self love, and kindness. On today's episode, please welcome Nicole Nordley, eating psychology and mind body nutrition practitioner. Hi everyone, it's Julie Boyer again, and we're here talking about self love. I'm so excited to have a very special guest today. Welcome to Nicole Nordley. Hello. Hi. So Nicole is the founder of Simply Made, and she and I connected through a friend. We've actually uh, only met a short while ago, but we connected immediately through our connection um, with nutrition and leading healthy lifestyles. Nicole runs these beautiful (coughs) 12-week programs, one of them that was actually based around self-love. It's the foundation of a lot of the work that she does. So I was really, really excited to connect with Nicole on this particular topic because I love the fact that you know you are looking at this, Nicole, as a completely holistic part of your life that self-love is just woven right into the fabric of being your best self. So I would love to hear a little bit about your story. Um, you Just tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are today with Simply
1: Made. Oh, that's a big story. Um, Well, I had suffered with an eating disorder for many years. And when I reached out for help, I didn't really find any help available to me. So I went online and I became certified through the Institute of Psychology of Eating. Um, And so with that, I healed my own relationship with food, body image, and self, and I thought, if I needed this, that probably a lot of other people would need this too. So even though it was my own journey of healing, um, I then turned it around and now I'm helping other people heal their relationship as well.
0: So that's such a great way to start your story is it came from a personal need. You were in a situation where you had been looking for help and you were not able to find the help that you're looking for. So um, how long ago was this? Like, when did you start sort of looking for help?
1: Um, This was about six years ago. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, I've always been very passionate about um, health, nutrition, and um, fitness and it just all kind of came together. Um, I was certified with fitness right at 18. And it was something that I, you know, um, even nutrition, even though I suffered with an eating disorder uh, for many years, um, I was still very aware of what I was putting in my body, but again, probably not in a healthy way, but I knew the steps I needed to take. So it was just missing that. Um, I was missing that key, you know, which I think is self-love. So with that whole journey is, you know, what brought me into a more loving place with myself, which helped me heal everything else.
0: So you really knew from a very young age that you wanted to get into fitness and health. And I think um, what's interesting these days is that we are seeing uh, a different type of eating disorder uh, where uh, it's disordered healthy eating right? Yes. Where it's taken to an extreme and...
1: There's many levels. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's really interesting. It's a topic that I'm, I've just started hearing a little bit more about, and I haven't really, um, I don't know a lot about it. Is that something that you sort of have helped people with? Is that part of, I think, is it called orthorexia?
1: Am I correct? Um, ortho, yeah, that's one for okay. sure. Um, yeah. So there's many different levels and you know, it's not that you can even even look at a person and say, "Oh, they have an eating disorder," because it's just kind of like a mental illness as well. That we don't yeah. have a face or a look, right? Yes, definitely, somebody with um, anorexia or something like that, maybe you can notice that a little bit more. But most things, it's um, it's faceless, and it you know, it's it's not just women either. It's it's men it's young children. It's, it's coming where it's just, it's, it's, it really is a, a big thing, you know, and it's, um, it's sad. <laughs> I don't really know how to, you know, what else to say about that.
0: I, I do agree that it is, it is actually really sad. And I think, you know, you mentioned that we think of women first, but of course it affects men. And the fact that it affects children is really upsetting, but it is, it's the product of our diet culture. And that's actually one of the reasons I started this project was because I was starting to really understand, you know, I've been involved in nutrition and lifestyle and helping people to lose weight for many years. <clears throat> Pardon me. And I was like starting to wonder like, you know, am I going about this the right way? Am I supporting people in the way that they need to support, be supported? And how do I help clients that do the program that you know, I prescribed, basically, and even and what I do is with real food, like we eat real food, but they don't get the results that they wanted or they don't get what they were looking for. And it is kind of what led me to the, the same kind of conclusion as you is that self-love part is missing and also the addressing of mental health. I think we can change the way that we eat. We can, you know, move more, we can drink more water. But if we're not paying attention to our mental health, Mm -hmm. I think achieving, you know, the goals that we've set out for our own health and our own, you know, healthy lifestyle are not really going to be possible because we're missing that really, really important piece. So tell me a little bit about how you serve your clients. You run um, programs. I think you said you run three programs a year.
1: Yes. So I, it's called, a um, like the one right now is called Healthy You. It's a 12-week program. It started in September. We're just kind of finishing up now um, towards the end of November. Um, it's health and fitness okay. or nutrition and fitness. But my main thing with that, like I supply um, or I provide workouts that I make and videotape in the garage but my most thing is educating people on nutrition and stepping into a healthier, loving relationship with themselves. So we really work on mindset mm-hmm. and you know, just changing the dialogue of how we talk to ourselves and show up for ourselves and you know, being okay if we didn't get in a workout that day or you know, I provide workouts, but it's not, you don't have to follow them. It's not that kind of a program. It's just helping people you know, move their bodies. Right. So it's like that's the main thing. It's just, you know, finding something that moves your body for at least thirty minutes a day that gets that you're happy about, you know, makes you feel good. Yeah. Um, and eating foods that, you know, yes, eighty, ninety percent of the time I will stress eat healthy, whole foods because that is what's gonna, you know, fill your cells and make your body feel great and work on your mental health Get that, right? Mm-hmm. But um it's releasing the, the labels around food, you know, letting go of them, changing our dialogue and um, no foods are off limits.
0: And that's a big thing. I think this understanding of all these different lifestyle programs that are like, you can eat this, but you can't eat this really creates, it creates actually mental anguish in a way. Cause you're like, why can't I ever have this? Am I going to go the rest of my life without ever having Ice cream or cookies. I don't know. I don't think I want to live that way. You know, never being able to eat some of the things that I really enjoy. One of the things, Nicole, that um, really you and I started talking about when we first met was this concept of mindful or intuitive eating. And it's very, this is new language. This is a new way of thinking about food. And it does include, you know, loving ourselves. So, and being conscious and mindful of what we're doing. Can you tell me a little bit about more about what this concept means
1: and how we can apply it? You know, dieting teaches us to step out of our bodies. We're trusting a program, so we're not trusting ourselves anymore. And mindful eating, and this is what I coach in my in my programs um, through habits, healthy habits, is you know coming back into your body and trusting it and listening to what your body needs feeding it what it needs, you know, resting when it needs, slowing down and, you know, just being really present for the meal. Right. And the more that we can appreciate the meal in front of us, the more, more nutrients actually we get out of it. And, you know, a lot of times, um, I always say this, a lot of times we, you know, we sit down for a meal or we don't sit down for it, we rush through a meal. And then, you know, we're still hungry, even though we could have eaten, the, you know, the right amount and everything, but we're still hungry afterwards. And it's not actually food that we're hungry for we're actually missing that whole experience. So then, you know, when we're finding ourselves in front of the fridge or in front of the pantry and, you know, eating, 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 it's because we had missed out on the experience of the meal beforehand. You know, so we're actually trying to fill that void. We're not trying to fill a hunger void. It's, um, you know, the mind-belly connection wasn't there.
0: It's really a a great way to look at things and to understand why we're eating. And I've actually, through this whole 30 days of self-love, I have been looking at why am I eating right now? You know, am I being mindful around the food that I'm like, why am I eating this right now? Do I really need it? like really is it a hunger thing or is it a hunger or is
1: it emotional yeah Yeah.
0: and so I and I don't even really consider myself that much of an emotional eater but my husband's like you're such an emotional eater called me out on it I was like okay so paying attention to where my emotions are and what do I need maybe actually what I need is nourishment maybe it's like a hug like exactly yeah like sometimes I'm missing that feeling um I really enjoy too what you talk about, really like that, that enjoying the process of the meal. So, you know, I've got this sign behind me that says grateful. I Gratitude is really what i built my business on a foundation of. And one of the things that I recommend as a gratitude practice is to, well, first sit down and eat your meal. So as often as possible, sit down and eat your meal. And then taking that moment before you eat to just have a moment of gratitude, and it can be prayer, it, doesn't, it can be just, thank you for the food that's in front of me. But that moment triggers that beginning of mindful eating because you've stopped before you pick up your fork and then you get your salivary glands going and your, di- you know, your digestive juices. Well, and it also,
1: exactly, it helps with the digestion. And huh. you know, a lot of times we come to a meal and we're stressed. We're holding on to the stress of the day, which then will shut down our digestion. So we're not actually getting anything from that meal. And that's why people will say, Oh, I feel so bloated. I feel like my meal's just sitting there because it is. If you're coming to a meal stressed, your your food's gonna sit right there until you know you release that stress, which could be many meals later. So then you have this whole Ooh, you know, yeah. pile of just food sitting there. And you're feeling heavy and lethargic and you know, so again, it's yeah, the grateful, you know, we're just sitting down taking that deep breath and just releasing some stress before your meal, slowing it all down, enjoying the people around you, or if you're by yourself, you know, just setting a nice placemat, nice, you know, setting and just really enjoying it. That's actually such a simple solution is even just setting up a placemat and having a proper
0: plate and a fork and a knife, even if you're eating on your own, uh, to be able to appreciate your meal. And it is true that like we have, we crave connection right? As human beings, we crave being connected to other human beings. And mealtime really has traditionally been a place where we connect with others and we speak to others. And what you're saying about that experience of a meal, there is a real difference when you've sat, eaten a meal with one or two or three or four other people and taking the time to connect and the phones are away and you really do get more nourishment not just from your food, but you nourish your soul at the same time. So this is really, you're you're sharing so many beautiful tips and ideas with us that I think are so easy that anyone can implement, you know, just starting today. So I wanted to dig deeper a little bit into what you um, go through when you talk about self-love. You said it's something that you share in all of your programs. Are there specific
1: strategies or is it just something that you address and talk about? You know, I think it really is. it comes down to just being kinder to yourself. You know, we so often are so, um, we compare ourselves to somebody else or we think that we have to do everything perfectly. We have this you know, perfect image in our head that everything has to go perfectly black or white. And if it doesn't, then we, then we failed. So, you know, my thing is always, you know, just wake up and simply just do your very best that day with whatever that day looks like you know, and each day is gonna look differently. So as as much as we can just be okay with that, um, you know, and just keep reminding ourselves, okay, I did my best, tomorrow's different, you know, tomorrow will be, I'll try again. And each day just getting up and just doing, you know, the best that you can with whatever that day presents.
0: That's so simple, and it it aligns too with what I share, which is to simply choose to wake up with gratitude every morning and say thank you for this gift of another day. Yeah. And because every day is an opportunity to start over and to to be kinder to ourselves and to our our children and our families, um do you work with a lot of moms?
1: Oh, a lot of moms, yes. yeah.
0: And what do you find the biggest challenge sort of when it comes to this, this practice of self-love and kindness, what do you think the biggest challenge that you see from your clients?
1: Um, well, I think once people think that, you know, taking time for self-care is selfish and indulgent and we shouldn't be, you know, looking after ourselves before we're looking after everyone else, but it's backwards. So that's another thing I'm trying to help them understand is, you know, we have to fill our own cup first and it has to be overflowing before we can give to others right and when it's overflowing when we're giving that bit you know we're better able to to give and show up and be a better mom and be a better you know wife and friend and and all that we're the most important relationship we'll ever be in right it's the one with ourselves
0: yeah that's and we forget that and i it's interesting just before we spoke i was reading a really interesting article that you know we've been studying about how burnt out moms are and that you know going for self care for a pedicure or a spa actually doesn't solve the problem because it's like a band-aid solution but it's this everyday self love and kindness that actually helps chip away at that feeling of burnout and all the things you're suggesting it is really about holistic health right you can start with one thing at a time, but it's these little tweaks that we do in our day that allow us to become someone who is kinder to ourselves, someone who does maybe overcome an eating disorder, someone who does potentially you know, start to release weight that they haven't been able to because they're doing all these little pieces together. And I think that's what I really like about your approach to health, to nutrition, to fitness, is you're really looking at a holistic picture that includes the mental health piece. So
1: is there anything
0: specific that you do around mental health when you're working with your clients?
1: You know, I just keep reminding them to do that daily check-in with themselves and really, you know, see what that conversation that they're having, that dialogue, um, you know, getting out for a walk, being in nature. Nature is so healing, uh, you know, mind, body, everything, and, you know, yeah, just doing that, that Check in with yourself and seeing where the you know the dialogue is, and seeing where you can you know um, change the words that you're saying to yourself. Right? Again, releasing that perfection and just again saying you know I'm doing my best, or just having like a word you know when I was really going through my eating disorder and everything and healing from it, um, you know I used to write the word I am okay on my hand, mm-hmm. and that was just something I had to keep you know looking at, saying, and you know taking a deep breath and just going, Hey, I am okay. I am okay. And I have to say, you know, a few times. And but the more I've said it, the more I believed it.
0: I love these amazing ideas you're sharing. It's really neat to hear someone who's really aligned with this, the message that I'm sharing, but you're doing it in different ways. So that was actually the whole point of this project is for me to learn from other people that are doing this kind of work. So now I want to kind of hear about Nicole. So what are the self-love practices that you do in your own life? If you look at it kind of over a week, what are the kinds of things that you would do for yourself?
1: I'm I'm very routine in the sense that, uh, well, I I had four young children. Um, They're older now, but I carved out this time for myself, you know, 5 a.m. And that's my me time. I knew that I needed this time and, you know, I'd be again, show up for, you know, being a better mom. So I get up at 5 a.m. I, you know, have my coffee and then I go into the garage or I go for a run and I do my workout. Okay. That again is my time. Yeah. Um, And, you know, again, like I really, I I check in each day and, you know, just see where my dialogue is. Mm -hmm. Um, I shared on my um my Simply Made page today about how I haven't been feeling myself lately. And, you know, I feel like I could cry at the top of hat, you know, and all that kind of stuff at the drop of a hat. And, you know, um, throughout my pregnancies, I had um, depression and also, or mental illness. And also, you know, with my eating disorder, I did as well. And, you know, I can recognize this energy drop and mindset drop. So, I know the importance of my own self-care, right? And how important it is to really watch my nutrition and watch my my internal dialogue, watch, you know, making sure that I get out for daily movement. Um, Those are key factors. And I know that that is, you know, when I check in with my mindset and I show up from a place of self-love, my actions and my choices are going to reflect that, right? So I'm going to take better care of myself so it's just, you know, it's, it's really, um, just stepping into your body and, and listening to what it needs. Listening to our intuition and our gut is, you know, it's number one. I know I'm kind of jumping all over the place with my talking, but. <laughs> no, this
0: is so, you know, I actually want to just, you mentioned about postpartum having four children. Um, I do want to mention that again, we, I did an interview with, a. Another, uh, another health coach, actually, who suffered from postpartum depression for a really long time. And she didn't even know she was unwell until she saw like a documentary. You know, she happened to see this documentary that said she was suffering. And I'm glad you mentioned it because the, the thing you said first is you've not been feeling yourself. And I think that we often could dismiss that, that there's, that's normal to not feel like yourself. Something is a little bit off. But I encourage women who are watching this and men who might be watching this, if you don't feel like yourself, if you feel like something is off, it could be as simple as your vitamin D levels are too low. Very simple, right? We live in Vancouver Island and it's dark and there's no sun, um, but it could be something else. It could be, I mean, postpartum depression can be years after you've had a child and if it's especially if it's undiagnosed. So I'm I'm actually so grateful for the stuff that you've brought up, the topics that you've mentioned, because these are things that we don't hear enough about. And there is a lot of bravery in saying, yes, I've suffered from an eating disorder and I've healed. Yes, I suffered from postpartum depression. So I'm more susceptible to that now. So we have to watch my mental health. I think more and more people are starting to be aware that this is not an exception. There are unfortunately too many
1: people who are dealing with this. And so, well, we almost think that it's a taboo subject, right? Yeah, you like have to put on this brave yeah. face. And when you know, I, I want to say I don't, I, I was a functioning, um, you know, with my mental health, when I was um, after my children, yeah. because I still got up every single day, it wasn't like I was in, you know, in bed line there, that kind of a a thing. It was, I was up every single day and looking after them and I was putting on that fake smile and you would never know by looking at me that I, you know, was struggling, but I was. And I think that that's, you know, the majority of the people, they still have to get up for work. They still have to get up and care for their children. And, you know, yeah, I, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is even with me putting it up here on my page, vulnerable yes. Um, but I think more people need to see that, you know, we're not in this alone and, you know, if we, the more that we can, you know, put out our hand and help another person, then, you know, it's just going to keep circling around.
0: So as I wrap this up, my favorite question to always ask is if you could suggest, because you've shared a lot of amazing things, I really actually am excited about all the wonderful simple changes that you've suggested. But if you could suggest that people make one change today, so it could be to start a new habit, it could be to stop doing something, it could be to just do one little thing,
1: what would that be for you? The number one healthy habit that I have in my program is slow down, Hmm. slow down. And, you know, really it's slow down for everything because we just live in this fast paced world, fast paced eating, fast paced movement, fast paced everything. And we're just kind of rushing through everything, which again, just puts more stress on us. Um, So it's, you know, slow down, sit down for your meals, slow, you know, slow down and eat them, put your fork down between bites and really enjoy your food. Um, and just see how you notice the difference with that.
0: I love it. Thank you. Now, I'm sure people are going to want to connect with you after watching or listening. So what's the easiest way to find you? Is it through your Facebook?
1: Is it through Instagram? Um, yes, they can visit my uh, Facebook page, Simply Made, um, Food and Fitness. They can send me a message there. Or through Nicole Nordley, they can send me a message. Or, um, or email me at Nicole okay. um, at symphony.ca.
0: Great. And your website is simplymade.ca? Yes, it is.
1: Yeah. Okay,
0: super. So I'll make sure that uh, that's all in the notes so you can reach out to Nicole. And you said you run three programs a year, so... Depending. I run
1: three programs a year, but I also do private coaching. Oh, okay. i helping people step away from the diet mentality and heal the relationship with food, body, and self. Um, I am also certified with nutrition, through Precision Nutrition, um, but... I don't like writing programs anymore for, um, what to eat. Cause again, I feel like that is more a diet mentality. So I like to just, um, I will help guide people on, you know, healthy choices, but not writing programs anymore.
0: Which I think is wonderful because the, there is a diet mentality about a program because eventually it ends. So, you know, you're helping people to create habits, for life and that's well and thing. that's
1: just it exactly and it's about
0: life right and I love you know the very beginning you said it's like there's nothing on the forbidden foods list well and that's great because I you know there's definitely things that I don't want to not have for the rest of my life but
1: well and, yeah and that's just it and diets are going to tell you to you know don't eat carbs don't eat bread like don't eat these things but like, honestly you have to look and think you know can I can I do that for the rest of my life do I want to do that do I
0: want to exactly. right I, this has been so wonderful. I'm so excited to share this. And Nicole, I just want to say thank you so much for being so authentic, so vulnerable and sharing yourself with us today.
1: Oh, thank you.
0: Thank you for joining me on today's episode of wake up with gratitude. See you next time where I interview other entrepreneurs who are building their business on gratitude, kindness, and self-love. I appreciate you and the time you took to listen today. Thank you so much for liking, downloading, and sharing this podcast.